Martin gets to monologue. Model, yeah, he gets to some real scene chewing. Oh my god. To do. Um, like, I forgot about the, that. The beginning of the movie where he has this Steve, they're all like talking about. They're all like looking over the doctor and they're all about yeah. to start shredding, and one guy is like. Man, this is some really cool stuff. And he's like, "Hey, I don't know what meeting you think you're at right now, but that's not the meeting you're at right now." Welcome to a new mini episode of Why Did We Watch This? The podcast where three friends sit down with a troubled movie, a themed cocktail, and talk about what worked, what didn't. And how they would fix it. Um, we're just going to have a little mini discussion today. But before we get into it, I'm Chris Ravel. I'm Brendan Drischler. Sorry, were you saying it? I cut you <laughs> off. I feel like usually there's a point where we just stare at each other and be like, I who will speak eye next? Contact. I was looking at the names. I feel, like the, I feel like this may be the first time this has happened. It is, yeah. It's, it's amazingly the first time. I'm Brendan Drischler. <laughs> I'm Lee Diane I'm Daisy! <laughs> I'm Daisy! Um... Yeah, uh, so welcome. Uh, we're going to, just to announce the movie we're going to be doing in two weeks. Two weeks time. Born Legacy. The Born Legacy. Born Legacy um, from 2012. The spinoff from the, from the Jason uh, Bourne franchise. Yeah, like it's like a, might say, it's kind of like a soft reboot, but not really, right? It's, 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 like, of, it's sort of like they took a cutting off the main plant and it just didn't take yeah, when right. they planted yeah. it into it, the soil. Yes, it just withered it. on the vine instantly, yes. Yeah. So this is, uh, it's directed by Tony Gilroy, also written by Tony Gilroy. Did Tony Gilroy do any of the other ones also? I cannot remember. I don't believe so. Okay, because I, I, well, I'll let you Was talk it Greengrass? Sure. I know ones? Greengrass did, well, Greengrass did at least one of them, right? I don't know if he did more is the thing. What does Tony Gilroy say? I should have looked Oh, he up. did, um... He did Ultimatum and Supremacy and well, Identity. Shit, there you go. Did oh, he wrote was... them. He didn't direct okay, them. Okay, okay. Uh, was well, Greengrass he... the director for all of them? Yeah, because he also did Rogue One. That's what I was thinking. I was yeah. trying to think of, like... What Tony Gilroy has, what, what he hath wrought. Oh, wrote did, <laughs> so wrote did Gilroy one? Wrote did Gilroy Rogue one. Did Gilroy. <laughs> well, he's like, you know, he's credited in Rogue One, which is. Okay, Yoda. Yeah. Wrote <laughs> <laughs> did Gilroy one. That's been happening to me so much more often lately. Yes. Right, but just for the record, this just movie's got Jeremy Renner yes. and Rachel Weisz and Edward Norton, and that's pretty much that's it. Kind of it. So this oh, Oscar Isaac, what does he do? Yeah. What? what? No, oh, I know. That's right. He's in the he's in the very beginning. Okay, because I looked it up online because I know nothing about this. Maybe I know that he's in it, and Donna Murphy is also in it. I don't apparently some her. role, which I've never. So she's not even a list. She might not. Be listed, yeah, but I've never seen this movie. I've only seen like I've seen the first two Born movies, right? Uh-huh. I've seen one and I've seen two, and I only dimly remember them both. So yeah. I've certainly never seen this one. I've seen them all. I have seen this one. I remember watching it with my brother and my dad once. My mom was not interested. Can't blame her. Yeah. Um, and I gotta say, I don't remember this movie very well uh-huh. because I did not find it that engaging when I, I was watching it as a kid. Fucking love this one. Honestly. <laughs> it's, it's got. It's like again. It's very. I say this a lot, but it's like a very K-drama uh, take on Born, where it's like, it's not ridiculous enough. He goes away to a boarding school with his butler. Yes! <laughs> no, and, that's a Japanese drama. And there's a, there's a magical wish involved. Yes. But it's like, we did, we, Born wasn't crazy enough, so like to make it crazier, 
um, we'll have the like a, su- a, a sort of like super soldier light program. <laughs> it, it seems to be born, haha, of what I think is a fairly decent it. idea, which is like I'm sure there is a meeting at some point where they're like, "What other stories can we tell in the Bourne world?" And well, I'm I sure feel like it's like, well, well I feel like the real story is we don't want to pay Matt Damon for sure. another Bourne movie, but sure, we want to sure, keep sure. making them. But I just mean like story wise, it is a setting in which you could presumably have other sure, of crazy course. shadowy black ops, <laughs> or just that like there are more Jason- like eight of them. Yeah, right. or just the like there's more Jason Bournes out there, you right, know, yeah. like where, where there is one, now there are many. Right. Like, yeah, of course. That, that's, a, that's a plausible starting some, point. Some big plays were made for like, you could tell they were like, we could do a movie, like, because they, they named like, this was about like Operation Outcome, but they name drop like five or six other, right. like, who knows what those would have been about. And, and maybe if like Born Legacy had taken off, there would have been like spin off novels. <laughs> this yeah. is also, so like, I also can't remember, have we. If we've ever done, we haven't really done that many like sequel, like Mm-mm. like or not even sequels, but like reboots or or like the third movie in the series. You know, like it's right. usually like sometimes we'll do like the sequel mm-hmm. to a movie that didn't quite work. The closest I can think was maybe Attack of the Clones I was or something. Say, Attack right. of the Clones, or like James Bond, but that doesn't really count because there's no real continuity between the James Bond movies. So like right. this is gonna be really interesting for me just from the point that like I have almost no recollection of who Jason Bourne aside from like the basic like log like, line. That's of mostly who, okay in the continuity. Right, because it's right. I know he's not in it. They yeah. just mention him, but like I have no idea what like continuity there is with other Bourne movies for this one. Not so much. it's very little. Okay. <laughs> It, there's like a bit in a Jason Bourne movie where um, he, I think he gives intel to some other government lady who uh-huh. like whistleblows on Treadstone, uh-huh. um, and that is the inciting incident. Inciting incident of this movie is okay. that like the government, like the public now know about Treadstone. And now Ed Norton has to kill everyone involved in every other spy <laughs> program because that's what you do apparently. Naturally, and yeah. just clean up. So I mean, I think it's if you are familiar with the idea that Jason Bourne was like a super spy who went rogue, that's basically all you need to know. Okay, I mean, like I'm not expecting up. that I'll be watching this, be like, what's happening? I'm yeah. so confused. But like, I feel like almost certainly you know, there will be things that confuse me, and it'll be like, yeah. oh well, this is a reference to the thing from the other movie that you don't remember. It starts off, and you're gonna be like, am I watching Hawkeye? No. <laughs> Really, it feels so confusing, and I will also say... Am I watching Renovations? <laughs> I actually do want to maybe devote our minutes to discussing... To renovations. We haven't even talked about the drink. I know. Well, see, this is the thing. We don't have a whole lot to discuss for this episode, so, so if we pad this out with some tangents, yeah. I think that's um, totally fine. Well, let's... I mean, what is the drink? All right, so okay, the drink's helping us through this. Let's get right. the drink done first. Right, we'll get the drink done. So the drink we're making is called a Sin Eater Martini, which is a, from some sort of monologue that Ed Norton apparently says. You're going to need frozen raspberries, one ounce of lemon juice, three quarters of an ounce of simple, three quarters of an ounce of vermouth, 1.5 ounces of butterfly pea infused gin, and some crushed ice. Uh, we've done infusions before, obviously, so we know that's pretty straightforward stuff. You're just going to pour the alcohol in a container, and you're going to add butterfly pea, like, is it leaves exactly? It's like, like dried, so, it's like tea, basically. Right, so, so it's, it's like, like, right, it's like the leaves, leaves of yeah. the plant, yeah, and so you're just going to put the leaves in the gin and let it soak for a while, yeah. and hopefully that will infuse the color-changing abilities of butterfly pea into the gin. For reference, last time we tried this, I believe we only did it for, like, two hours. Right, so we did it for Beauty and the Beast a couple of years back, and it, it changed color a little bit, but it didn't really do a dramatic shift. We're hoping that this time yeah. we can have the dramatic shift shift from one color to another. My 
guess is, and this is mostly a shot in the dark, that you probably need closer to 12 hours at least. I mean, I would think, again, I think it's just to, like, dump it in, let it sit for a long time, like, as long as you can, which we will do for this. (laughs) Right. So the way you actually make the drink, then, after you do the infusion is you put frozen raspberries in a glass, top it with some crushed ice, pour in the lemon juice, the simple syrup, the vermouth, and and stir it all to combine it up. Once you've done that, then you pour the butterfly pea infused gin over the back of a spoon into the drink to create a layered effect and then so you'll have like a drink with two different layers and then i guess it will kind of intermingle a little bit and change colors i think either whatever the color change result is or isn't i think it's going to taste pretty yummy because yeah i hope so it should be a nice drink combo um and we wanted i listen you you asked me about uh, like you, you said they say, they seem to say chems a lot. Yeah, chems. I, I really much on this idea that we had to have the ice cubes as like the chems. As the chems, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we decided on the frozen right. The frozen raspberries will be the chems. Will the be chems. that pill. Give me yeah. that pill. I like, I like that. I want that pill. And don't the chems have different colors? Too? Well, yeah. There's two different kinds of chems. There's the reds and the it's like either the reds and blues, but it's like reds and greens or reds and blues or something. Yeah, one of them is for your. Uh, your, your, phys- again, your physical ability is, is like, in here. Yeah. It is basically like a super soldier ceremony. <laughs> oh, I was going to say it's TikTok and Return to Oz where he has two keys to wind, one for his brain and one for his body. Oh, and at yeah. various points, like one will stop ready. He's like, oh no, I can still think and yet I cannot move. What an existential crisis I'm having as robots <laughs> Did Descartes go. Did Descartes say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can think and yet I cannot move. <laughs> God, what's the size? I have no mouth and yet I must say. <laughs> 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 it's kind of a, of a story, I think. It, yeah, as yeah. I said, the sci-fi story, yeah. yeah. Which is a very, it's, it's a very... Oh, it's a, a pleasant story! story. Yeah. Isn't I, that about, like, it's like a, it's like a supercomputer that it's, becomes sentient. Right, like, it's like, like a post-apocalyptic like future. Right, where it has, like, three, like, what were once humans and is keeping them alive just to, like, torture them right. and, like, mutate them. And it's, like, a deeply unpleasant read. Don't yeah. recommend. Don't recommend. Zero to five stars, don't bother. Although it's, it is, like, one of the... It's, a good, it's like you read it once and you're like, I'm glad I read this like right. it, this genre important you thing. Read yeah, it again. you can just read the summary. Or yeah, go onto a computer, read the read synopsis the for it. Like it is like yes, it's it's good, but I don't care. The and, people are bad people. But like they're, right, it's, it's sort of like they're being punished for like creating this yes. artificial intelligence oh. that like realizes that humanity is bad and wants to like yeah wipe us out in turn. Yeah. Which is fair. But but still, they probably didn't... It's probably not... But but yeah, nonetheless, you deserve to have a mouth and be able to scream. We can all agree on this. I think... You deserve... (laughs) Whatever side of the aisle you're on, you agree. (laughs) We We all should have mouths. Mouths and screaming. And we should all scream. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Point of order. We need mouths and we need to scream. Beyond that, everything's up for debate. That's right. (laughs) Sorry, this is the dumbest joke, but as the sequel, I have no mouth and yet I must scream for ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yeah to answer uh, your question yes that's like the when like the Hollywood execs have to make a sequel to the <laughs> like, <laughs> so you should really like try it out where like I cannot scream you cannot scream we all have no mouth so we cannot scream for ice cream that would be like Bizarro World ice cream ad that would be so great oh god that would be a really great like JP Licks monthly flavor like <laughs> some sort of terrifying like blob like, of flavorless that, ice cream what would that be just like a, a shiny a weirdly shiny white gelatinous I think like it would have no flavor right? it would be like an AI created neural network ice cream where it would be like it's flavored ice cream right taste yeah. of ice cream taste of ice and, and cream. cream all you need ice cream ice cream um 
so as as alluded to, we don't really have a lot to talk about, but we did want to wrap up our our little former uh, music discussion we had before. Uh, so we had uh, you know my take and and Lee's take. We want to hear from Brendan. Looking to score, right. looking free score. I looking, guess looking free score. score. Yeah, looking free require, score. If you require YouTuber, I, I have on my phone, so I think yeah. Because I had so this this was like a whole big thing for me where it was difficult to decide on what the hell I wanted to talk about. The looking free score guy, I'm sure, has a lot. Well, that's of the thing, right? Because there's like a lot of fucking score that I could talk about, and the problem with one of them is I legitimately don't remember if I've talked about it before in some capacity, and I think I might have, like not as an episode because we wouldn't have done an episode about this but i feel like it might have come up because do you remember when we did an episode about sequences yes yeah i almost like i did i meant to check this and i didn't check this so it's possible i'm just going to repeat everything i said previously or like i think i might have talked about this in the sequence episode but i'm not sure so anyways because we were just kind of going with different forms of me like chris you did what you did a tv show and a video game right Mm -hmm. or like a mini series i guess a video game and lee you did two video games Uh, right sorry it was a netflix movie oh it was a movie okay i thought it was a series for some reason okay right so i was trying to think like what else i would go to and the two things obviously i thought about were like it would be a movie and there would be something um musical theater related were the Mm. two things that i thought of nice so um the first thing i'll go with real quick here is just um from the original Broadway cast recording of Stephen Sondheim's Company. Yay! So, um, Company, which for those of you who may or may not know this, is an almost sort of vignette-style musical where um, it's just a series of interactions between one main character, Robert, and his married friends, or three women who he's kind of sort of a little bit dating. And um, it's all kind of non-sequential it doesn't really matter what order they're in it are like you know are they reflections of things that happened in the past are they not like it's kind of ambiguous Mm -hmm. so the one thing um i wanted to go into is a uh, a dance number sort of and it's a little unusual because a lot of sondheim shows don't really have like a dance sequence like they're not very dance heavy shows there's some exceptions like anyone can whistle and follies both kind of have dance sequences but mm-hmm. it, they're not really shows where like you hire a choreographer necessarily to like do a sequence or something it sounds to really lend themselves to dance right and i mean don't. it's right and it's not even that but like a lot of the times it's like is there an orchestral piece that is meant to be choreographed or something like mm-hmm. that and company is one of the shows that does have a piece that was meant for that but is often omitted in revivals and it is to be fair like a a bit that can be omitted without affecting the plot uh, it's called TikTok, and it takes place in act two and the scene leading up to it is robert and a quasi girlfriend of his april have just sort of been on a date and they're being intimate with each other and they're like Ooh. in bed about to have sex mm-hmm. and the song is what's happening while they are having sex. So you've got them there. And instead of seeing anything obviously like too graphic on stage, what you're getting is one of the other characters, one of his um, quasi-girlfriends, Kathy, is doing like a choreographed dance to this while they're also sort of like checking in with the other couples throughout the scene where April and Robert are having sex. So it's called... scene. (laughs) Yes, it's called TikTok because the idea was that it is the set like if you were just lying in bed with someone and you're like not really having a connection like all you're hearing in the back of your head is like the clock ticking and you're just like lying there in bed being like okay like interesting like like you know there's not really anything we can say to each other or do but it's just sort of like i'm weirdly you know aware of the fact that like there is a clock there and like there's 
not much happening between the two of us. God, what a specific feeling to channel. It is. And uh, credit where credit's due, this is kind of um, arranged by David Shire, who is a composer in his own right, who has done other Broadway shows and has uh, done the score to things like The Conversation and Zodiac. Um, So he is credited with the arrangement and the themes were written by Sondheim, which is apparently fairly common for a lot of musicals. The dance music is not always written by the composer who did the show. But just to sort of start off like this, and we'll try try and talk over it frequently. It's about three and a half minutes long so So that we don't get taken down. (laughs) Yes. So very aggressively 70s as the entire score for company is. And you've got like the basic sort of TikTok going in the background here as the starting point. And you'll occasionally, as you will in a minute, hear the voices of Robert and April. So you've got that. This music, musical motif here is from the song previous called Poor Baby, where it's his friend's wives talking about, like, oh, poor Robert. Like, he doesn't have anyone to come home to while Robert's, like, romancing a woman in his bedroom. So you alternate between, like, that musical theme, here it is again, and the sort of TikTok aspect of it. Obviously, as I said, there's a dance going on during this. And it's a lot of him just sort of being like, this is all right. And she's like, I think he likes me a lot. And this is all internal monologue? They're saying it like you can't see them because they're covered right. with a blanket. But Usually is how it's staged. In, in oh, yeah. Like they're not saying it to each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. To be quite clear, they're not vocalizing this to each other. I love that. <laughs> I'm trying to see. It's beautiful. I think I remember her name. He doesn't remember her name also, which is a thing that comes up later on. And again, more of like the poor baby intro. I might skip that a little bit there. I like that it's sort of taking some of the glamour out of him betting someone. Oh yeah, I mean, it's like presented as like, it's not great. Like, they're having sex and it's fun, but it's not like a great thing, you know? And this is also, the music that they're using here is from a song from earlier in the show called Someone Is Waiting, which is the closest thing Bobby has to an I Want song, where he says like, I want someone. Like, I want someone who's like a little like this woman I know and a little like this woman I know. Is he supposed to be someone that you're like, I don't know, is he kind of a cad? Yes. He's a little bit of a cad, yeah. Like, I think you're supposed to like him and find him kind of charming, but but he's... like, grow up a little bit? Yeah, right. It's also kind of like, you should, like, decide what you want to do with yourself at this point. You're 35 years old. If you, like, you know, maybe you should think about... And this is the opening song company, the underscore from the song, and you hear all the other husbands and wives in the show saying, like, I love you, spouse, and their spouse from Sonny, I love you too, while this is going on. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I just remember my takeaways were just like, well, of course this guy is friends with a bunch of couples, because he doesn't really have a lot of deep, actual, like, romantic relationships. Right, and the point is kind of that, like, he's the third wheel in all of their relationships. Right. Which I think is, like, a I feel like I know something like that. Right. I feel like it's not, like, an uncommon thing. It's one of those things where, like, the wives are all, like, a little flirty with him, but not in the sense that, like, your husband would be like, hey, wait a minute, like, the fuck are you guys doing? But just, like, in the sense that it's like, oh, it's cute, you know, and the husbands are all like, oh, but, like, Rob's a good guy. Like, he'd never do anything. So, like, that's fine, you know. And climax happens. Wink, wink. Yeah, right. (laughs) Wink, wink. Gosh, I mean... 
Sunshine always just would cram in so many extra layers of meaning into his. Yeah, what can I say? I so, like the guy a lot. This is, you said, near the end of Act 2? This is like like two-thirds of the two way through Act okay. 2, I guess I would say, is where it is. And so then, like, after that It sounds is, like somebody heading for a breakdown. I mean, that's what the show okay. sort of culminates with. The, like, there's, I think, there's, like, a morning-after scene with the two of them where he's just sort of casually being... <laughs> bless you. Excuse where he's just sort of casually being, like... like she's She wakes up, and she's a uh, flight attendant. She's like, I gotta go to work. And he's like, oh, you should stay. You should really stay. And she's like, no, I gotta go to work. I gotta go to work. And he's like, oh, I wish you could stay. And then she's like, okay, I'll stay. And he's like, I'm sorry, what now? And so, like, you have that moment, and yeah. then you have, um, like, another couple scene, or two, maybe two couple scenes, I don't remember, and a scene where, it's like, him and his one friend, Joanna, at a nightclub, and that's where like kind of prompts him to have his breakdown yeah Yeah. that he decides that like he wants to commit to something without really knowing what that something is and that's kind of how it ends he kind of stays feckless really by the end of it right i mean he's closer to right and i think like the point is just that like he decides to commit to the idea of commitment because like (laughs) i think it's too much of an ask for him to like pick a woman and be like you are the woman i want to be with it's more just like i'm open to the idea that i could be with someone now i find it appealing because I think that's a difficult dynamic and a difficult thing to really make a story out of, let alone a musical. So I, I just I think that's really interesting to have a whole show kind of exploring that yeah, idea. I mean, stasis is difficult to, and you know, dramatic yet. And but, it's, it's also difficult to portray without you hating the person. That too. I was going to say, shit, I had a thought. I don't remember what it was. Um, never mind. Ignore Do you want me. us to back up? <laughs> Well, we're, talking we're talking about, about like the indecisiveness and or the, the song and something like that. And I was thinking about, I don't know, the breakdown aspect. I don't, it might come back to me, it might mm-hmm. not. But I, I liked it. Um, God, it was, it was probably going to be a really good <laughs> So thought provoking. so deep. We should all just imagine that you've said something very insightful. Mm, wow. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was well reasoned. I oh, never thought oh, about it. Oh, it wasn't. Up. It was a question. <laughs> yeah, that's up. You t- it's, it sounds really pivotal. That's, mm-hmm. how, what happens? But you said they cut that usually. Yeah, so what happens sort of is that the scene before it is him, like, kind of seducing her, like I said, where all of his women friends are like, shame he is so single and doesn't have anyone to, like, come home to. And then, like, the next morning is him... Is that scene? Right. So they just cut straight to the morning scene? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so it usually tends to be because the person who originated that role was a dancer and part of it was kind of like, well, she's a dancer. She's got to have Let's a dance to do, which dances. is like so much, so many things in older musicals. If you're wondering like, why is this here? Sometimes it's just because the person we hired is good at X. Er- ergo, X is going we to happen. We found space for X. Yes. <laughs> is that what a, is that what a, a dream ballet is? I hear that term. A dream ballet is, is different because a dream ballet is literally a dream. It's usually, okay. a lot of times a dream ballet is not, perf- like the character in the musical will like, have a dream. And then someone else that's a dancer. It, right, it's like the dancer yeah. version of them comes in and dances. Right. And like sometimes if the person who plays the role is also a very good dancer, yeah. they will do it too. But more often than not, it's a dancer who comes in and the person there is like, you know, it's it's like their psyche being like, like, yeah. do you want this man or right. this man? I like, know, there's a good one. There's one in Tons of Vampire that... Mm-hmm. Is probably mostly a factor that someone has to sing, has to belt out quite high, intricate notes while a dance version of her is being thrown around by a bunch of guys. I mean, there's also that too, right? Sometimes so it's, it's like, just easier to have like, yeah. to like, yeah, the staging may not allow you yeah. to do both at the same time. I feel like a dream ballet is also just a way for you to be like, 
can we have a dance sequence? Right, and sometimes it is just that. Without lyrics? Yeah, a lot of it is just that, like, well, back in the 40s, audiences expected there to be a lot of dancing in these shows. And dance breaks of that kind are not so common anymore. Right. I I think there are still, like, dance sequences, certainly, but it's usually, there's not in the sense of, say, an Oklahoma-style dream ballet where it's, like, a seven-minute-long sequence of someone just, you know, dancing out their thoughts while the person who actually plays the character is like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Until I saw it visually realized by another dancer, I had no idea what was going on in my head. Yeah. yeah, so I had that. And the one other thing, I was trying to, like like I said, movies, there's a lot I could go for with movies. There was a lot I could think of for, like, a John Williams-style thing that I was debating about. But I couldn't really find something that fits what we're going here, I think. What we're going for here, I think. Um, blah, blah, blah. Let me just find this real quick here. So, we'll just cut all the price <gasps> up here. Yay! So it's, this is Sleeping Beauty, the Disney 1959 animated movie. Uh, the score for Sleeping Beauty is based on Tchaikovsky's ballet Sleeping Beauty, which obviously predates the movie by, you know, decades. <laughs> um, and, and so what it kind of does is it adapts themes used in the ballet for the movie, which I think is a really clever idea. So, you know, you have you will have musical motifs that were in the ballet that will show up in the movie but might not have been utilized in the same way. So for this scene here, this is after the three fairies have brought Aurora back to the castle uh, to be presented to her parents on the day of her birthday so that she can, you know, marry Prince Philip she doesn't know that yet and it's like everyone will be happy because Maleficent's curse didn't come to pass and we're we're feeling great about this why they didn't wait until the day after to do this I don't know but (laughs) birthdays are a big deal what can I say yeah I think we should all just be really sure first but you know I get it we're all excited for the birthday party (laughs) so They've brought her back to the castle, and she's very sad because she thinks she's going to have to marry this dude who she has no idea who he is, which, understandably, I get it. And they're like, we're going to give her a moment, and the fairies leave her in her, I guess it's her bedroom or something, her chambers. So. So you hear this, which is interesting because... It sounds like an instrument, and I didn't realize it until I saw the movie on Blu-ray, but it's a woman saying Aurora, actually. Oh! And it so- I thought it was like a woodwind. Hearing? Yeah. When it comes I in again, it. yeah. I heard it, I think. Yeah. I always just assumed it, it was like... like a woodwind. Yeah. And I think it was also because it was one of the things, like, on DVD, it was shittier quality with audio, so you couldn't quite hear it. How? What a strange sound, too. I love yeah. that. And so... I also love... I love this look. Oh yeah, no, it's a great looking. How movie. movie? How does this movie look so good? It's, so it's good. It's crazy. I mean, it is insanely expensive. The backgrounds are so lush. Right. I mean, you can tell a lot of fucking money went into this movie. And also, she looks fantastic. Yeah. And so the thing too, this this music, as I said, a lot Aurora, of music, right, Aurora. comes from the Sleeping Beauty ballet, where it's used in I want to say Act Three of the ballet as like a throwaway. Where it's just like a cat teasing a mouse that's just like, you know, again, because it's a ballet and it's three hours long. Sometimes we'll just have like, we need a break. cat chasing a mouse around and it's cat just break. going to be like this music. And I think it's a really clever use of that theme, which sounds, you know, it's someone stalking someone else. So they re- they repurposed it for this? Yeah. Which oh, is I like, think this is a much better right. story type yeah. usage. And it's, of a, it's a very clever way, I think, to use awesome. some existing score. I just can't stop dorking out over how good that looked. I oh, love yeah. how they used all of that black negative space. And it's a very wide movie, too. <laughs> it's a wide movie. Yes, I, it's I, a wide I cannot movie. get over how incredible the colors look, too. 
And I like the layering that happens here with like. Dun -dun, dun -dun, dun -dun. Yeah. It's a very good like building. I, I think it does a very good job of like increasing tension by building the music and by, I guess, almost doing like kind of a fugue thing over itself. I think you're right. This would be a fugue because fugues I, um, it's layer right, back. Right, right, right. If if Glass Onion taught me anything, it's that. <laughs> There's one takeaway. Yes. It's I know what a fugue is. Thanks, Gilio Musk. And and that Elon Musk sucks. That's it. I knew that. Shouldn't they split up? You would think yeah. so. They're, bless them. They're lovely women, <laughs> but they're not the brightest. They should really, yeah. Master didn't think like, hey, maybe someone should. We should stay with her, right? Her exactly. Like we should just stay with her. That was I had never picked up on that with the Aurora, the Aurora thing. thing. No, yeah, it took me years having seen this movie so many times as a kid before I realized it. I think I love Maleficent's looks yeah. so much. She's great. She's just such a bitch. HBIC. <laughs> yeah, queen. I want to exit places <laughs> like that. I just want to cackle and have green flames <laughs> yes. eat my body up. That's right. Throw, cover a corpse on the floor with your cape, whip it off, and split. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah, so those are the two that I've got. The ones that I was thinking about. What are we at in terms of time? Because we might actually, like, frankly, have, we might not really honestly, even need. Like, we're at 30 minutes. Oops, is it still, sorry, I think it's we, still playing. I'm probably yeah. If you guys are. Oop, come on. Come I, on do, buddy. I do just want to say, I thought that was. It, honestly, that makes me want to rewatch Sleeping Beauty, and it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Just because that was so pretty to look at. Yeah, I, I was really already, love it. I was. And now that you taught me that music fact, that just yeah. made the whole thing feel so. <laughs> that music yeah. fact! But that just made the whole thing feel so much more um, rich. Yeah, I mean, the story's kind of problematic it's got <laughs> issues yeah like there's there's a lot that doesn't quite track in that story yeah. but you know the visuals and the music the they work are, it's good to look at i want a movie that looks like that according to my art no i, I, I think guess. it's one of those things where it's just like it's so expensive you know like that's yeah. always the issue with these things that's why you see so much like with animated movies you see so much fascinating concept art and you're just Have like you man seen, why couldn't it look like that know, and it's like because like, it's fucking anime, expensive not, anime right? is not great but mm -hmm. um and this, it's this is this even this one anime that is it's not the best, but there was an anime adaptation of it's like a weird sci-fi version of the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, yes, I, I think I've, Studio, I've I've seen that. It's, okay, I think I've heard of it, but it's possible Hold there's on. more than one. I'll find like a. Okay. I don't believe pictures. there is. Okay, yeah. This one is literally like, what if revenge was a literal like alien demon this, that had possessed yeah, his body? It sounds familiar and to me. They had a really cool animation like, style oh where the patterns would move. Yeah. Like the when, when he moves. That's interesting. I'll find like a trailer maybe and like it pull it up. It is ridiculous and over the top, but mm -hmm. it's actually a really good adaptation of the kind of Monte Cristo. It yeah, does it's not correct faithful. the problematic uh, aspects when it comes to him uh, marrying a twelve-year-old. Well, girl. what can you do? But you know, <laughs> you can only do so much, right? We didn't really have time to fix that twelve-year-old girl problem. It also will do things like it just basically tries to map. Uh, geopolitical stuff on Earth, but in space. Mm -hmm. But it does so kind of awkwardly. So, so is this like a sci-fi adaptation? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So instead of meeting, instead of meeting people in Paris, uh -huh. they meet them on the moon. No and match. there's um, the, uh, uh, Hede, the, oh. uh, the the Persian girl comes from East Space. Yeah. Every... So I see exactly what you mean, like with yeah. the hair. Yeah. It's this oh, is um you haven't seen the best example. Yeah. This is so actually good. like like I've seen we used to do this as like this was a cost cutting measure that animations usually would do in like the 60s too mm -hmm. where it's like that like there is like a background pattern that's like staying stationary and the characters will move around it, on yeah. it and it will like 
be their jacket or some shit they like that. They deploy it with such incredibly bold, weird patterns that it actually yeah. really makes it work. It's, and it's, when, because everyone's wearing crazy patterns the whole time, too. So, like, there was that one shot earlier where there was, like, a party and everyone had these yeah. crazy-ass clothes on, and it just looks like, it looks, like, chaotic as fuck. Because uh-huh. it's, like, everyone's wearing these patterns. Everyone's moving and dancing, so all it's of a, the patterns are going, and you're yeah. like, Jesus It's Christ. a great fun time, though. Like, I, yeah. I understand if this description makes it sound like it's eye cancer, but I never found it to be that way. Yeah. No, it's very it's very fun to watch. Um, it's very beautiful. Like, the way light is, too. Right, like, yeah. The, the, the I mean, this looks beautiful. this looks impressive, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's your boy. I assumed. <laughs> the guy who says the guy who looks just like the one in the movie, by the way, the... I can't remember his name. Uh, the guy that played Edmund the, the like faithful butler one. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy that's like his butler. Uh, but yeah, it's a good adaptation. It is. I mean, it takes some crazy swings. Here Natch. And there. I mean, I. But I would I, assume from the description you gave. I I, yeah. I respect it taking large swings on such like a classic canon story, and I especially feel like I have the same feeling about Shakespeare or like ancient myths. If you're gonna retell them now, do something different with it. Yeah. And trust me, I and think like, I think making this a sci-fi story with like aliens and stuff definitely makes this like yeah. something different. I mean, yeah. Animation is definitely better when you do some weird shit and push the envelope. A little no, bit. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I really liked the. I mean, we haven't talked about it um, in this in our in our trio, but mm. the new TMNT trailer. Oh yeah, it looks, looks, it looks great. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm intrigued by it. I'm there not was, like a huge Turtles fan at all, but are like, you, are you guys shocked to hear there's already some backlash against making Black April? April Black? Yeah, because they're like she's not hot anymore and she can't be a real redhead now. Oh, and man. now people are trying to claim, by the way, that this is somehow racist, racist against redheads. redheads That's, yeah. yeah, of course. And I'm like, well, first of all... Get Faith on the phone. She can just dye her hair red, and also, <laughs> it doesn't matter! She doesn't actually have to have her hair. Also, a what an obvious dog whistle for racism. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Zoop! 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 I'm glad... Zoop! Zoop! Well, I, I, <laughs> you make me want to zoop. Um, well, Brendan, thank you so much. Oh, sure. I'm glad we got to finish it. That. Me yeah. too. Um, I guess, you know, like, hit, hit us back up in two weeks. Hit us back up. Hit us back up. We'll, we'll be hit talking all about yeah. some born motherfucking legacy. I'm, I'm ready. We'll be, Jason we'll be Bourne's got a legacy and we're going to see what it is. We'll be, it's Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. <laughs> We'll Spoiler be renovating all of yes. the place. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll be sure to give this movie a full renovation when we're done with this. I didn't actually read anything about that show. Is it just a home renovation? I literally It's literally, 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 it's it's literally it. just home renovation. Okay. Renovation I just saw the picture and I was like, this is insane. This is an insane I, premise. I also have to imagine that this was not plan A for him. And I'm sure getting in the snowplow accident probably... Well, I mean, played, this, played a factor here because I think he's limited in what he was. This do. done before his accident, though. It like, was done before his yeah, accident. Yeah, are we sure about that? Yes, I mean, it must because, have been. Okay, explain to me how when he's not fully recovered from his accident, he oh, would have right. done a home renovation. Right. Filmed Fair it. Fair point. Put it in the can post production <laughs> and then done PR for it. Yeah. In Fair two point. months. Fair point. Fair point. No, I actually think he hasn't done PR for it yet. Well, that was the whole point because he was yeah in a hospital bed. That I shared you where I because you shared like the thing. And I was like, I thought we all knew about renovations because there was an AV Club article talking about how <laughs> renovations PR couldn't start because of his accident. Oh, okay, okay. So it's okay. been done a while, probably. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure it's just like, well, everyone else in the MCU is getting some Disney Plus. Yeah, stuff. I feel like it's probably that. It's, it's like Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner's agent was like, well, listen, guys, you have to give <laughs> him something. Right. Well, I, th- I feel like it was probably more like Jerry Renner just had the fun idea. Like, wouldn't it be fun if I had like a renovation show and went to Disney? They're like, yeah, we need content. I, yeah. What I want to believe is that like someone was just like, oh, what would be a catchy title? Renovation. Yeah. You want all listen, this plus one here. Yeah. Get get Jerry Bear on the phone. Find out if he has uh, even the slightest passing interest. <laughs> The thing about renovation is that it stops, it stops sounding like renovate and it kind of sounds like enervate. Oh, I thought you say it sounds like Medea saying renovations. <laughs> but yeah, that would be different if it was home enervation. Home enervation. <laughs> He's going to enervate your home yes. with his acting abilities. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, and also, uh, you know, this is a free plug for renovation. Yeah, <laughs> check out renovations <laughs> on Disney Plus at some point. It'll be there. Um, it's uh, real. Watch talk. No, I'm sorry. Facebook.com slash Podcast is our Facebook page. Dratpack.com is the website. There you go. As usual, Stitchy, Preems, Apple Podcasts, you can find us on there. Subscribe to us there. Rate us on there. We gotta get on Spotify somehow. Yeah, I, I, I don't keep, know how we do. Periodically, it. I keep meaning to look into that. And I <laughs> keep forget forgetting to. If we have yeah. to pay something though. I don't know. If yeah, no, I don't know if I want to pay either. But like, I sh- you shouldn't. Have we should to. pay now. I, we, we shouldn't have to us. do a lot of things. You should be paying uh, us for content, Spotify. Anyway, uh, and on that note, we're just gonna buy it out. Yep. Bye. Bye.